this is Robin. And this is Olivia, and you're listening to K-Pop Hotsheet. So, welcome. This is our very first episode. We have talked about doing this for probably over a year at this point, and now we're doing it. So, it's a very special day. Has it been a year? Wow. I really, I think it has been a year. <laughs> That's how bad we've been. Well, I mean, we, listen, we've been busy. There's a lot of things going on, but congrats to us for taking the first step. Indeed. So this first episode, we're just going to tell you a little bit about ourselves, who we are, why we're doing this, how we got into K-pop, kind of origin stories and introductions. But normally, episodes will be about K-pop, so you'll just have to indulge us and see if you are interested in us as podcasters, which is not what I should say. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. It's the first episode. We've never done this before. We knew. There'll be some growing pains, but um, I hope that, you know, whoever finds their way here will find our K-pop talks fruitful or, you know, that they're interested in what we have to say. I think we're pretty entertaining. I mean, that's why we decided. I think so. Yeah. That's why we decided to do this. We were entertaining each other, so whatever. Yeah, totally. I think we have some good thoughts, too, you know? We can have some really good conversations. I think so. So to tell you a little bit about who we are, I'm Robin. I met Olivia through work. We still work together. She's my favorite colleague, so... I mean, it's the truth. So sorry, anybody that we work with, if you're listening to this. (laughs) Um, So we had met when she started a job that I was at. She was the new girl. And I'm a nosy bitch. Do we we curse on this? I'm a nosy bitch. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's fine. Okay. I mean, otherwise you're going to have to beep it out like crazy because I curse a lot. (laughs) I'm an OC bitch and I was like let me look into this chick who just started at work and I'm digging around being a snoop looking at her resume and stuff and I saw that you worked for Koreaboo yep and I was so excited and so scared to say anything to you because some K-pop stands are like annoying or just kind of crappy people i'm sure that everyone has experienced at least one person in the k-pop world who's just like i mean and and i'll I'll caveat that i feel like that goes to say with any fandoms whether that even be sport fandoms right like there's always going to be extreme fans that are difficult (laughs) so it's not just k-pop Difficult to say the least. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, do we want to open up this conversation with somebody who I'm about to work with? But I had to. So from my memory, I think we were on a call with other people. They all dropped off. And I said, hey, by the way, like, I saw that you worked at Korea, but we should talk about K-pop sometime. I think you messaged me. Maybe. Yeah, I think, well, from my memory. Who knows? Either way. (laughs) From one year ago. I remember you messaging me and you were like, oh my God, we have to talk about you living and working in Korea. And I was like, what the hell? How did she know that? (laughs) 
<laughs> and I realized LinkedIn, duh. But yeah, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. And we had a whole conversation. I think we even realized that. I think we were in Korea the same year. Yeah, we may have been in Korea at the same time. Now, granted, I did not live and work there. I went there for vacation, but still, we could have crossed paths. Yeah, let's do. I mean, I'm sure we did. We must have been on the same train. We are fated, okay? <laughs> we're soulmates, if you may. Hey. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw in the corny joke. I mean, I'm here for it. But yeah, that's how we started the conversation, and it's been great and then we're like oh i don't know when we were like we should do a podcast but it came somewhere yeah i feel like we purposefully set up time to talk about k-pop and then we were like we should be recording this we're so funny people definitely want to hear what we have to say okay don't (laughs) uh don't over promise there don't over deliver that we're funny (laughs) i mean i was being sarcastic too but oh okay we're kind of funny sometimes anyway so Yeah, aside from the fact that we just wanted an excuse to schedule time to talk to each other about K-pop, I also personally feel that a lot of the K-pop community and conversation that I've been around, especially in recent years, there's a lot of things that I want to talk about that other people don't want to talk about. And whether it be like controversy... I can't say the word controversies or just like I have some feminist feelings about certain things in the K-pop industry and I get that it's lighthearted and fun and you listen to the music to escape and get away from the problems of the real world but I think that there's definitely the opportunity for more people to have more serious conversations not that we're going to be serious all the time but I just wanted to have a platform or community where other like-minded people could get together and we could talk about some of these things. Yeah, for real. And I think, you know, just being older K-pop fans as well, not that we're that old, but it's been a minute. Um, I think there's just thoughts that we have and also k-pop has evolved a lot through the years too and that's i think interesting too like the perspective that we might bring of how it was when we started and how it is now and you know some things that there's controversies but sometimes there's older controversies too that you know good stuff came out of it i hope so I don't know. Yeah, I think we would have like a good perspective to bring and having that outlet. And again, going back to the fact that we're also like older K-pop fans, I think what's interesting too is I personally don't have many f- like friends, close friends that are into K-pop or are into what is going on in the K-pop world and can have these conversations. So for me, that was something that attracted me to the idea to be able to have these conversations with Robin so yeah yeah this is a safe space (laughs) (laughs) I love it when you say that well because you know there's so much of the internet that's not a safe space I mean that's that's why I wanted to have my own place to say these things because when you say them on the internet you're just met with all of the crazy 
people for the most part because i mean the most vocal people on the internet are the crazy ones and and also it's people that don't know you so it's very easy when you don't know someone on a personal level to say mean things or not understand where they're coming from and i'm sure there's going to be topics even between us that we might disagree or we might have different opinions but we know and love each other that we would respect each other you know safe space because even when it is serious it's still not that serious (laughs) in the scheme of things so why don't we talk a little bit about how we got into k-pop i feel like we've had this conversation between each other but in full transparency to you and all of our listeners i think you may have told me when we were like at that beer place where you get all the has the tap thing on the wall and you just go over and scan a card and you get beer and I don't remember what you told me (laughs) so how did you get into k-pop Olivia I mean I'd love to tell you so I actually got into k-dramas first and I'm still a very much k-drama avid watcher so I'm, I'm I'd love for one of our topics to be at K-dramas in the future, or maybe we can talk about, like, a fun drama we're watching. Not that there's any, you know, there's always controversies in K-dramas as well. (laughs) But anyways, so, funnily enough, I was watching um, this. So back back in the day, let me backtrack. It was really hard when you, getting into K-dramas in, what was it, like, early 2000s? I was in high school dating myself a little bit, but... It it's not like it is now where you have Netflix, uh, Disney Plus, like they're everywhere and they're subtitled and you see all the hot dramas from Korea. You can see it now. Back then you had to scour the Internet. Mm-hmm. They were all like subbed by people that did it on their own time. It was crazy, actually, that people took the time to volunteer. They They made no money out of this. And they would not only like translate, but also time and code and and put these subtitles into these videos and then upload them. Like, I respect the hustle of uh, finding K-dramas back then. But anyway, so I used to watch, I forget the show of uh, the name of the show, but it had Yuna from Girls' Generation in it. And I think the place that I used to watch, like things used to be taken down all the time too, because... Yeah, like if they had copyright everywhere, so it'd suck. You'd be on episode 10, and then the next week, the site would be taken down. (laughs) So I'd be like, oh no. So this drama that I was watching, because it had Yuna from Girls' Generation, there was this website back then, and it still exists now, but I don't think to the extent of how big it was then, Socify.com. I don't know if you know of it, Robin. I, I don't. Um, but it was basically like a forum, but they also had a section where if you were a member of the site and everything, you could gain access to subtitled content, but to, to gain access to that, not only did you have to be a member of the site, but you had to contribute to the site enough. You know what I mean? Like you had to have a certain amount of like, you know, how Reddit gives you like points, I guess, the more you uh, post or whatever. Yeah. So I had to like really get in there. So I only knew Yuna at this point, but because I had to do those like requirements, I started learning more about all the girls of Girls' Generation and kind of got more into that. And of course, the more you watch K-dramas, there's music there too. 
a lot of time there's idols that sing the songs so that's how i started off so i became kind of you know in between with um k-pop and k-dramas so i i'm very similar because i started k-drama and i actually didn't like k-pop at first so k-dramas were a gateway gateway drugs yes to k-pop i mean i'm gonna date myself a little more and (laughs) have more of a lame k well lame k-drama story in the fact that like the k-dramas that i first got into were the kbs daily dramas so like yellow handkerchief um or the one I don't even know that one. The one that I was obsessed with actually that really started the whole thing was um Hearts of Nineteen or Pure at Heart, whatever English translated. Okay, that title. sounds kind of familiar. I'm gonna have to look these up. Because I worked at a local TV station when I was in college. Or no, just out of college. So this was like 2004 to 2007. So now I'm like really dating myself. But I started working there in 2004. And we at that TV station, they showed KBS dramas. I knew it was a big deal to a large subset of the population at this point. Because if we didn't get the tape with the latest drama from the guy, like these kids would just come like like 17 year old kids and be like oh here's the tape from the kbs thing and if they didn't come on time and it didn't air that day people would blow the phones up (laughs) so i used to be the one answering the phone being like i'm so sorry that yellow handkerchief episode number 126 didn't air today we'll air it tomorrow (laughs) i promise and so that's when i started paying attention because i was like damn people are Like, what is going on? This is weird. So I would be at work during the day when they aired, so I just started watching them, and I got completely obsessed. I started, oh, I mean, it's been a long time, and I was young, but I I definitely um, illegally was copying things um, onto DVDs, burning DVDs for my own self-use. So I I started getting really into K-dramas at that point, and I would burn everything onto DVDs at the TV station in my downtime, which, I mean, rest in peace to the TV station anyway. The channel doesn't exist anymore, but I was definitely using my downtime at work to not only burn DVDs for myself, but also post some stuff on YouTube, which I got banned from YouTube because... KBS was not messing around because back then obviously people were not posting any of that stuff so it was very easy to find and I was being dumb honestly but yeah banned from YouTube because of KBS um totally into dramas at first and I I always say that it was girls generation I first saw But I feel like when I think back on the timeline, that can't be true because they didn't even debut until like six months after I stopped working there. But I remember at the end of the tapes, so we would obviously stop playing the episode at the end of the episode, like after the credits or what have you. But the the KBS tapes would have like more than that. It was basically like the satellite recordings of like KBS for that hour and a half or however long. 
So I would watch like the commercials and like weird things. And there was it, there was a music video at the end of one of the tapes. And I just remember thinking, there are too many people in this group. Because I always, I, I did always swear it was Girls' Generation. Because I was like, why are there like nine of them? That's... I know, it has to have been that. So aggressive. Um, that's how I felt with Super Junior when I first... I was like, wow, that's a big-ass group. But now it's like normal. Yeah. But like, I just, I didn't get it. And the music, like, I, I think I was still kind of being goth and emo at that time in my life. So I was like, I don't need this happy shit. Like... I'm good. <laughs> I love that. So I only really got into K-pop after FX debuted, and I was like watching Mnet, and yeah, those are those your girls. are my girls. We can have an episode mm-hmm. about how fantastic oh, they yes. are. <laughs> what was your first group that you just like loved? Um, I don't know. First, first. If it was Girls' Generation versus Big Bang, I don't know how close to each other, but definitely had, like, a huge Big Bang moment. Like, I remember studying for something. I don't know. But I had I went on this, like, binge. Like, I had, like, listened. I downloaded all of their albums from the beginning. I was just, like, playing them. Because also, I didn't know Korean that well then like I hadn't even really started studying it so listening to Korean music because I didn't understand the words it was easy to study with you Mm -hmm. know um but yeah probably Big Bang Girls Generation were the big ones yeah I didn't get into Girls Generation until much later I told you this before and I make fun of myself all the time I think I told you where to me Jessica and Girls Generation was Crystal's sister Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) Like, my whole world revolved around FX. Around them, too. (laughs) I mean, FX was Girls' Generation's, like, sister group, you know? They came kind of a little bit after. But weren't they supposed to be, like, the sibling group of Shiny? Which is why I also loved Shiny. Like, FX and Shiny were my... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. And that makes sense because it was, like, five versus five. Yeah. I think... Um, But they were, like... If I remember correctly, though, it was Girls' Generation, and then it was FX. Like, I don't remember another girl group in SM at that time, right? And then Red Velvet. I don't know. <laughs> See, other people would probably read me to filth right now for, like, not knowing the full history of K-pop, which is why I think it's fun to talk that to you. That could be another episode. Yeah. <laughs> because other people take it so seriously. They're like, you don't know who wrote the lyrics and produced, like, this B-side on whatever. And it's like, oh, oh God. my God. I won't even know that. I will never know that. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was just Girls' Generation and then FX. But anyways, okay, so FX was your first big group. Was there more to your K-pop origin story? I mean, that's basically it. Basically. That's basically it. Got into K-dramas first, wasn't into K-pop until FX entered my world. And then it was just like, who was, I mean, what happened after FX? Like, what did you get into more? Because I know you you love a lot of um, indie artists as well, right? I mean, I do now. I feel like in the beginning, I seriously had tunnel vision i really only mm-hmm. cared about fx shiny got seven i was gonna say you're very sm but jyp came in there yeah uh i don't know i kind of because i like I, those were i would probably say those are the three groups where 
I knew everybody's names. I watched the things that they did outside of the group, and I was like full on gonna stan over these groups. And then everything else, it's like I knew of it. Like I love Miss A, and I was like, oh yeah, super into that, but like not to the point that love. I think I was a bit a a mix between the three, right? Like it's like I had Big Bang. Then I love 21, of course. Mm, yes, um, yes. JYP. I would listen to Wonder Girls songs, but I don't think I was that into Wonder Girls that I can say, oh my God, I was like a huge fan. And also I think when I had started, I think that's when JYP was trying to get them famous in, in America. So I feel like they weren't promoting as much. But yeah, got 7, 2 p.m. I was oh, just going to say JYP really tried to make that happen in the States, huh? <laughs> And and not just with Wonder Girls. He tried with so many. I think even Seven was JYP and he tried. Um, or maybe Seven was YG. Everyone was trying back then, honestly. But it wasn't very... They weren't ready for mm-hmm. it. And then SM, of course, Girls' Generation, Super Junior, Shiny, all the usual suspects. So I was kind of all between. And you had the smaller artists as well. So Cube, if anyone remembers. I think Cube has now merged with someone else. But uh, Beast... Or Batiste, <laughs> Batiste. Uh, which is now Highlight. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Four Minute. How can oh, we get Four oh Minute? Yeah. So there were some smaller groups there that, that made their way into my life. But mostly I think we're so dominated by the big three. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've reached the end. <laughs> Should we um, do our lighthearted fun topic at the end here? Yeah. Oh, is it our flex? We didn't talk about our flex. Yeah. Biggest flex. I can I can start by putting some context behind this. Um, so when I was in line for the Brave Girls show recently, like waiting to go in, people behind us were, and I, I see this a lot with K-pop fans because everybody wants to be like, I was into them first, or I knew of so and so back in the day and went to that one show at the small club and it's like oh my god okay so they were doing that kind of thing behind us and they just were saying to each other well what's your biggest flex so one of theirs was that they saw g-friend before they broke up which i just didn't even think was that good of a flex but also i feel like they were quite young oh <laughs> such shade oh but I, <laughs> you're like that's not a flex well, i mean didn't i i Okay. <laughs> no, I'm being the type of person that I talk shit about who's being an asshole. Um, it's okay. But anyway. Safe space. Anyway. So I thought it would be fun for us to do what's your biggest flex? Because yeah. I know, well, I kind of know of your story, but I feel like I made you save it for this. Yes. Um, so yeah, I would say my biggest flex would be going to the Big Bang concert in New York when they came. I I did like the whole, I paid VIP to go to the front. That was my first, I think that was my first K-pop concert. And I would even say first concert in general. So it was a lot of fun. And G-Dragon actually, you know, when you're in that section in the front, like they throw things. So he threw one of his towels and I still remember the scene in slow motion. Like I was just looking up and I see it coming right at me. And I felt almost like I didn't even play football, but I would assume it's like what a 
quarterback feels when he sees the football coming and I just grabbed it and I brought it into my chest because it was other people trying to Oh yeah, I'm surprised that somebody didn't like pull your hair and throw you down. (laughs) Oh my god, no, I just like, I like held on for dear life. I was like, I'm holding this. Um, So I would say that was my biggest flaw. I had G-Dragon's towel. But now you don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. Like, how does that happen, Olivia? I've moved a lot. I've moved a lot. I moved houses and I even moved to Korea. And I feel like when I moved to Korea, a lot of things in my house like was like, let me throw this out. I don't know if I threw it out. I mean, I assume I threw it out or my mom did. I don't know. But unfortunately, the towel is no longer with me. So sad. I know. I mean, it's not like it had a sweat or anything. You know what I mean? It was like a clean towel. Oh, I mean, but still, he touched it. actually like when i first i i guess i was just envisioning like him wiping sweat off of his face and throwing it which no actually yeah i think he had like just taken it yeah yeah it would would be gross no no i i I don't think i would have wanted it but i would have still grabbed it but i think it was a pretty clean towel maybe maybe he did dab his face i don't know but it wasn't like sweaty you know but yeah what's your biggest flex robin this is the story that i tell everybody anytime i get a chance because it was just so bizarre and nothing like this will ever happen again so when we went to korea for vacation um pretty much the entire vacation was planned around going to a taping of m countdown so this was in 2017 i want to say and we get to the building um we we had to pay because I knew that you could do the whole thing where you stand outside and you get a number and it's like this whole situation. But I was like, we're foreigners, so we can just pay to like have an English speaking person take us to the front. Like we got priority for everything. It was very much just like, yay, all of these Americans and like Europeans for the most part are here. Let's like promote K-pop and Korean culture and all of this stuff. So when you go in, it's basically a whole day affair. I, I feel like we got up super early and we went there and left when it was dark and late at night. But there's very limited opportunities to go to the bathroom. And when you first show up, they're like, yeah, everybody, go like spend money in the little coffee shop thing here and like buy merch and stuff. So I think they gave us all like free like coffee and tea things or vouchers or something. So I drank like a big old thing of iced coffee and then we were waiting and waiting and waiting and I knew it was about 10 minutes before they were going to take us into the studio and I never get to pee again so I was like all right I have to go ask like the English speaking person in charge of all the foreigners where the restroom is there's no way that I can make it through the rest of this day without paying so she's like yeah um well since you can't basically I couldn't go back out to the main area so she was like I can show you where a bathroom is so she guided me down a weird hallway and said it's up there on the left. And I'm like, okay. So I go in, and as I'm walking down the hallway, I notice that there were all the fans with like their crazy cameras with their telephoto lenses and whatnot taking pictures like in the direction of this bathroom door. And I was like, I don't... Uh, am I supposed to be here? I don't know. But I go in because I'm like, that's where she told me to go. And 
all of Momo. They're, they were taking pictures of the bathroom you were going yes, into? because... Oh, my God. Because the bathroom, it either didn't have a door or the main door was open because, you know, it had, like, the stalls you couldn't see, like, anything. Okay. But um, I go in and literally every member of Momoland oh my is God. in this bathroom. Oh, my God. Um, and it, it was kind of sad, actually, because it seemed like they were using it partially as like a dressing room situation because it was like the stylist team was like um oh what's it called when you like steam they were steaming the outfits (laughs) um all the girls were at the sink just like touching up makeup most of them were brushing their teeth which I'm like yeah I would probably want to brush my teeth before I go on stage too it's great <laughs> but I just go in and I'm like oh my god and I didn't know what to do so I avoided eye contact and I ran to a stall and I was like did they look at you or you don't know because you didn't look? well they looked at me after I came out because I had to wash my hands yeah yeah because oh <laughs> like god. I can't walk out of here without washing my hands <laughs> so whatever I go in the whole time I'm like peeing and I'm like Momoland is like they can probably hear me peeing right now um and I'm panicked so I come out and I was just like oh shit I need to wash my hands though but how many people are in Momoland it's a fucking lot so there's not Uh, it's like 11 or something I don't know there's not enough sinks (laughs) so I had to be like excuse me (laughs) in English or Korean English (laughs) and that's when they looked at me like in the mirror you know when you look at people in the mirror so you're not directly looking at them and they were looking at me like kind of like who let the crazy fan in here like they're not (laughs) like she's not supposed to be in here and I probably wasn't but I just went where they told me to go because I had to pee yeah um so I washed my hands it's an emergency I washed my hands and I left and then that's amazing and then I talk about it to anybody who will listen because I'm like never in a million years will I ever have the opportunity wild to be in the bathroom with every member of my land all at the same time yeah that's freaking wild I mean I don't even think all the members are there anymore yeah I don't know I think one of them left that I can remember so shout out to the intern or whoever at M Countdown <laughs> that lets you who let me I mean imagine she there's another bathroom that she pointed you to but you just ended up going no, there I think know? honestly it's because I wait because uh, I'm the type of person that if I know I'm gonna you wait till yeah last I'm gonna minute. wait till last minute because yeah. I really didn't want to be in a situation I knew the next step was gonna be we're gonna sit on the floor we sat on the floor oh, outside God. of the studio yeah. for like a gazillion years it's like New Year's Eve in New York, right? Where it's like you can't. Once you're there, you can't oh, leave. You cannot leave. Pee. You cannot have your yeah. cell phone out. You cannot. I mean, I don't know if it's changed. Um, yeah, I haven't done it. I've just heard that you can't. If you go there, you can't. You pee. can't do anything. So, like, I took that as my last opportunity, and I think the the chick probably took pity on me because I was like, bro, once we're in there, like, I can't. I, I will pee myself if I have to. I love that story. I don't think I heard this story before. Well, that's my story. It was great seeing a taping of M Countdown. That's a big flex. Even that's a big flex. I haven't even done that. Shame on me. I mean, 
I was there for a year. We could go do it. Well, I mean, you were living there, though, <gasps> oh so you God. would have had to do the whole crazy, like, get up at 3 a.m., whatever yeah. nonsense. Yeah. And I feel like I have, like, I had high anxiety of, like, am I in the right place? Am I saying the right thing? It probably would have been a mess. So I didn't even know they had. That's cool that they had, like, an English-speaking guide. Yeah. They did a, They had it be a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have it now with K-pop being so global. Yeah, and they put you in. They put you up in front of the stage, like at the very front of the stage too, which is like a blessing and a curse because. Ooh, because I feel like the locals would be oh a little bit. God. I'd feel some type of way. The, well, the guys especially are so aggressive. Like the girl oh. groups would come out and they would be like pushing all up against us, like screaming their fan oh chants, and I'm just like, oh my god, I have too much anxiety for this. Yeah, now now people know a little bit about us and our biggest flex. And they know that I have to pee right now, and I've just been waiting. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what other K-pop group you'll run into into your bathroom. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But also, I can't wait for our next episode where we'll probably have a more robust K-pop topic to talk about. Yes. Unless about ourselves. <laughs> Well, we had to get it out of the way. People have to, get people have to know who Is we it? are. All right. Until next time, everyone. Bye.